This is Alpha Geek Radio. Greetings and welcome back to Techies, the podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. My name is Shane. This is episode 26 for Sunday, March 28th, 2015. I'm joined by the lovely Mr. Anthony. How's it going, Tony? Tony, how are you, sir? I am very good. I don't know how lovely I am, but uh oh, you're a, you're a very. Thing. It's um, it's sort of Saturday. My bad. I should have changed that. You'll always. Oh no, I said Sunday. <laughs> there we go. Curses. Saturday, March twenty eighth. We'll, we'll we'll start this thing over. This is just just kidding. We're fine. Here we We're go fine again. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but you you you'll always be lovely in my eyes, Tony. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm confused. No, it's fine. It's good. Yeah. Thanks, good Shane. Good times. Yeah. What, what What about me? How do you feel about me? You can be wonderful, too. Wait, what did you call Yay. me? You said wonderful or you said... Sure. I said, yes, wonderful. <laughs> what did you... Oh, I can't believe what kind of memory I don't Love, have. Lovely. Lovely. Yes, lovely. Yes, you can be lovely, too. Wow. I'll be. I'll take wonderful over lovely, though. All right. Any uh, day. Uh yeah, so we don't we don't have Matt today. This is uh this is a first. We did we did one episode a while back without Tony, so now I think it's deserving of uh I don't know. I don't know if we owe it to Tony to do this, but Matt uh he couldn't do it tomorrow, so we're we're doing it today and Yeah, I couldn't do it tomorrow. Not even really sure if Matt could do it tomorrow, but Maybe. No. Figure we get it out of the way. We'll we'll knock it out of the park today. It's kind of early on. It's uh, it's going on three thirty here, in the central time. But uh, mm-hmm. what what you get? What what do you, you are you? I know it's like I said, it's kind of early. But drink? Are 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 you drinking anything, Tony? Well, there was a little bit of this pink wine left, so I thought I'd kind of finish it off. So actually, it's already gone. But there was less than like. <laughs> I don't know if you want to call it a cup or whatever. I know wine is usually in milliliters, so I have no idea how much was really left, but it wasn't that much. Is Not that considered a, a glass. blush or what is that? Yeah, I guess wine? I would say blush. It says uh, flattery sweet pink. Oh, huh, it really says pink. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Right. I'm no wine expert by any means, but... Uh, Can you see that? <laughs> sweet pink. That's right. It is a little yeah, sugary. I, I usually like the red wines, um, but I don't. I won't say no to a white or a. I guess a pink is considered white. All right, I'm uh, a little bit more sugary, but it's all right. Just finishing off a little coffee here. You oh, know, it's so it's so early today. in the day and everything, but uh, mm-hmm. well, that's good. Coffee's good. <clears throat> something from the Keurig here. Nice. All right, well, I guess I guess that's it. Should we just shall we? Shall we? What you think? Sure. You think? Let's, let's do, get right let's into do, it. Let's do it. Big yeah. day. Big big big. News. New Apple TV hardware with Siri, App Store, and HomeKit said to be planned for WWWDC. Which, uh, holy cow, that was we had a whole uh, segment on not segment segment. We have a whole episode on that way back in. Uh, I guess it was June. Two was weeks June? ago, land. It's gonna be June before oh, you know that, it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, this is according to TechCrunch, and I'm sure Tony is. Uh, <laughs> he can thank me for probably being ticked about this because I, uh, after they <laughs> dropped the price of the Apple TV <laughs> at the last, uh, oh, what was it? What did we did we just talked about this on our last episode, but at the uh, the Apple event, for lack of a better term for it. Uh, they announced dropping the price to seventy six. Was it sixty nine? Right. Yeah, sixty nine. But might as well say seventy. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> and they went ahead. So they went ahead and did that. And then Tony emailed back. So, so what do you get? So you think you think? Because he held out so long. He held out. How long did you hold out before? Uh, before you uh, actually. Thought Whenever about getting one, really. Whenever launched the Puck one, which was, what, 2012, 2011, end of 2011? Mm-hmm. It was over two years, I think. Sure. And you were um, considering getting one the whole time, and... Um, yeah, especially since it works so well with um, just, you know, wirelessly connecting your MacBook Pro or, you know, any Apple device or your iPhone. Like, you know, that screen sharing is just... I mean, I go, when I'm at your place, it just works so well. And then, like, you know, you'll, you'll open up the YouTube app, and then we'll just kind of fight over your TV screen. Like, oh, let's see this video. Let's see that video. And I just, I liked how seamless that works if we're connected to your Wi-Fi, of course. And I feel like that's the only authentication you need. There's no other setup. And it just works so easy and so well. Yes. I like it. Um, yeah. So so you you sent out an email saying, what do you guys think? You think I should get this now? And my immediate resp- response was, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said that. So, I'm like, there's no hardware updates. They just talked about HBO Go, and I'm sure there's some software updates here and there. But then I was still a little on the fence, even though the price dropped. Eh, that's always good. I may have price. said something along the lines of, yes, for the love of God, yes, or something like that. But, <laughs> I, However, now we see this rumor. I'm still skeptical, personally, uh, a bit. I mean, I've been, clearly I've been wrong before on these Apple rumors and everything, but... Mm-hmm. It, it well, does make think, sense based on the timing. And at first you know, I was thinking, yeah. well, it's been this long. Now they're dropping the price. Well, it's going to be like another year before they do this. But maybe, maybe. not. Well, I think it, I've, I've heard, you know, everything from, you know, after this article uh, that they, um, you know, they want to get rid of old inventory to the point where all these people are coming out with or all these companies are coming out with their different um you know, TV services or like, you know, like Slingbox has it, uh, PlayStation, I think they have their, I think it's viewer or whatever it's called, um, and their monthly fee. And, um, you know, obviously Apple has their HBO now service starting well with HBO. So, and then now with this, um, uh, with this, uh, rumored, they're going to, um, possibly announce their little, um, TV service as well. So, I think this right. is probably gonna have some new hardware with it, and with Siri too. If I had to guess, I, I believe that um, I was I was skeptical a little while ago, or, and by a little while I think different, you know, maybe years ago about you know their rumors because um, Apple used they they had a I think a reputation for you know really keeping a tight lid on things, but you know with the iPhone with everything I I really feel like the world is always watching them. Not since and the anytime iPhone there's four. So event, uh, some event that comes out, they really do. Um, um, you know, I, th- I, I think the rumor mill is actually, actually gets more and more accurate. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, it, it would appear so based on, I don't know if it's just the size of Apple at this point that they're not able to keep such a tight lid on things at this point, but 
at any rate, this uh, this was according to BuzzFeed's John Petskowski. I'm guessing that's somewhat close to the pronunciation there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so the rumor, <laughs> dive a little more into what the rumor actually is. It, it so allegedly, uh, not allegedly, uh, reportedly. Well, what's what's the right term here? Anyway, it's a rumor. Uh, <laughs> June's WWDC, there will be a set-top box for the Apple TV. Well, like I said, it already is a set-top box, more or less. But And that it will include an SDK series support, uh, some added storage, and also HomeKit support. And if you're not familiar with the HomeKit, that is uh, Apple's... Um, what is it? Is it a... a, a I don't know if that, is that considered an SDK? Something like that for, I for think it is. some of those wireless devices in your home that control yeah. things like light switches and thermostats and those types of things. So as I mentioned, timing-wise, it does somewhat make sense based on the price drop that just happened at the last Apple event. Um, yeah. And then where they also announced, uh, as Tony, I believe, talked about the HBO Now um and how this is all kind of adding to what might be a true replacement for, you know, uh, uh, cable and satellite services. Uh, yeah. and, and I think Tony also mentioned the, the possibility of the new streaming service that may also uh, get announced in June at WWDC also, mm-hmm. um, which could potentially be built off of uh, the Beats music service, but also still be branded as iTunes. And uh, so the author of this article, they they also they they theorize that there could be some Apple Watch hooks in uh, in the new uh, Apple TV as well, which yeah, that make a lot of sense. It would be I, I'm really surprised it's taken this long to open this thing up to developers too. Yes. personally, I I'm really thinking, um, and this is my wishful thinking that you know the iPhone could be a good controller. This could be a video game system. Boom. I know. I, I, and it's already yeah. on your TV. You know, it, it can get smaller. It doesn't have to be the best of the best or whatever in terms of graphic-wise because that's what your PlayStation 4s and your um, Xbox Ones are. But I think this would be a great thing. I mean, they already have an app store, and that's just my wishful thinking. I think it would be great. And, and it I think doesn't have to be a high price point, too. This is one thing to, we've been Tony's been really kind of adamant about lately. <laughs> we've been uh, talking about I this I think it would be great. Last... I don't know if it's if it's on the radar, but... I think I've heard of it before. Like it could be really good, and it doesn't have to be. I mean, in terms of, I'm sure they'd have to. You'd have to download some sort of game to either your iPhone because it's got storage on it, or maybe they'll put storage, more storage, back into the uh, Apple TVs. And there's some. There, as I think I was mentioning briefly, um, there's some precedent as far as I've. I still don't know for sure, but I, I'm almost positive they've done some things like this with certain games on the iPad. Where you can use, you know, use the iPad as a as a remote and then play on your Apple TV, but unless I'm completely off base there, but um, like I said, at the very least, I could I could certainly see them opening that more up, and you know, especially if they do an SDK. I guess the difference there is it would be running off of the Apple TV rather than you know your iOS device. Yeah, well, even the fact that them opening it up, um, I think will just give developers that opportunity to make things that I want them to make for me. <laughs> or you know True. make the games that i'm thinking with you know to really use that iphone or even the ipad um, or even your macbook pro or your new macbook or mm-hmm. or anything with the tv 
And then I think slowly they could even dominate the living room or den space, you know, more than, a, you know, I know the Wii U. Eh. Um, but, you know, I know Microsoft's uh, Xbox One, I think, wanted to do that, and they still want to do that. Right. So one, another th- the thing that I've been kind of on lately, <laughs> Tony's been kind of uh, thinking that they're going to make that more of a uh, almost a game console type thing. That's one of his hopes, I think. And for me, I see the uh, the Apple TV, and it's been rumored for quite some time now, but I really think it's going to be probably in the next, within the next two years, I'm predicting, Apple will release an actual uh, TV, actual TV. Because the way I've been looking, if you look at what they've done with Retina displays, and, uh, you know, they've gone up and up and up in size, and their biggest one now is, as far as I know, their biggest one is the um, the new 5K iMac, right? Which is what, 27 yeah. inches? Up Upwards of 27 inches? Yeah, I think that is 27. So they're getting, the they're already, I mean, there are 27-inch TVs out there still. So I think they're getting to that point. And I want to say that the the reason for the delay of not putting out an actual TV yet is because they were kind of waiting on 4K or 8K, and and well, Retina is just their thing anyway, and yeah. um, so I think they're they're just going right up there, and it, and it just seems like a logical decision, um, to sort of combine their set type box with the actual um, TV or screen panel, so. That's well, just... I think they need to redo their, um, and I don't even know if they sell them their their external monitors. Yeah. How old are those? And I don't need, again, you might be able to go to their website and maybe refer, but I don't even know if you can buy them new now. Or maybe they're just not doing those anymore. Well, I know we had some at work that had, uh, they were quite decently uh, sized resolutions. I, I don't know if they were full retinas, but I remember seeing like 3,000 plus pixel uh, wow. displays at work. Yeah, I think I think 30 inch. Um, so pretty nice. Uh, I know they're out there. I, I don't know how old they are. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. That that's that. We we do not. Unfortunately, we have no article from Matt this week. But uh, that's okay. Yeah, we'll give him a pass. Well, and I wouldn't want to read his myself anyway. So fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, Tony. Go yeah, uh, go right. right ahead. See in the dark. For a little bit, with night vision, eye drops. Uh, this article is from Engadget, and um, and it's uh, about this company called Science for the Masses, which is an independent team of researchers um, that are just looking to, you know, kind of just use science and just, you know, c- come up with some of these applications and just bring them out to regular people. Um, their website is scienceforthemasses.org, I believe. Yes. And anyway, what they have here is. Um, they have this um, uh, this solution. It's called, I think it's chlorine or CL. Good Lord. What's that? It's chlorine for your eyes. Yeah. It's, it's is not... that, am I saying that right? Because I know oh, what yeah, chlorine no, I, is. Uh, chlorine, oh, chlorine E6. I and chlorine. Uh, you can kind of break it down to capital C, lowercase e, and then the number six. Yeah, I don't see the the uh, the E after it, so maybe it isn't. Maybe it's chlorine. I don't, I don't know. Chlorine. Yeah, that's true. There's no, yeah, chlorine. Um, and what this is, it's a, it's a, it's something that they've extracted from deep sea fish 
and um, it's they've been using it since the 60s, and they they actually been using it to treat cancers. Um, but what they can do with this is they've injected it into um, a subject's eye, and um, the kind of the the different part of the eye that transports chemicals into the retina. And um, what they've uh, what they've done is they've been able to uh, for a couple hours um, been able to have this person um, see in the dark um, up to 50 meters. Um, and uh, again, for a while, they can't get it to, to do it for um, a long period of time. But I don't know if they're just trying to. Um, they're just trying to experiment with it for now. But um, you can kind of go to their website and see it, as well as there's a quick one from Engadget, this quick article. But I thought this was kind of interesting, um, just like the different applications. Now, my mind, I think, right now goes to like, you know, maybe maybe a soldier is working in, in the mm-hmm. middle of night, you know, or, or something like that, maybe trying to infiltrate. But Navy again, SEAL that's, or something? Yes, a Navy SEAL. But the only thing is, um, and I kind of looked over on, on the website, and this, this guy, his name is Gabriel Linka, L-I-C-I-N-A. Lucina, maybe? Lucina. Um, and what he was saying is that, I, I believe his eye became really sensitive to light and um, needed something, you know, he was wearing sunglasses, I think, too, after the uh, the chemical wore off a bit he was he was still wearing sunglasses for a while after that um but yeah he was able to see movement and um actually distinguish different people um 50 meters away and they actually had someone who didn't have it as like a control and they said after like 30 meters they couldn't see anything but he definitely could after 50 Mm. they were kind of going um back and forth on that but i did think that was pretty good um but you know, I, I I said I think that was pretty interesting. Um, but I don't know. What do you think of that, Shane? Seems cool. We we seem to do a lot, an, a fair amount of uh, eye-related technologies. I got to say. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we do. Um, so this Which could be good. you know something in the future. But um, they did have a little disclaimer on the bottom of it saying that you know this is far from you know putting visine you know drops <laughs> in your eyes. So yeah, uh, I think there's still quite a bit of work done. But so, I did find it interesting. Um, and then um, also it. The article on um, Engadget did have tagged Riddick <laughs> nah. in it from, and they kind of nice. did reference uh, the uh, the character from Riddick who had, um, uh, well, that character had his eyes, so he was able to see in um That's right. Darkness. Or it was that, yeah, he just had super sensitivity to light, right? Exactly, yeah. And he was wearing those goggles throughout the movie, you know, because they were mm-hmm. you know, like sunglasses. So it way. essentially nocturnalizes people. <laughs> yeah. Is that kind of the idea here? Or not really, I don't know. It, so, so it said he had sensitivity to light, right? Get this, uh, oh, yeah, Gabriel. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they do go over a lot more in depth, uh, or in, in detail that um, whole procedure on that website mm. as well. Very interesting. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So, that's, okay. That's about it. So, sounds good. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess. Well, should we? You think? Yeah, should we? Yeah, Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> XP boost. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, just quick want to uh, have a little XP update here again, just briefly, super, super, super briefly. Just wanted to talk about the if this then that that I want to say Matt talked about at one point. I Shoot, I should have put down the episode here that that was, but if you go back, it's it's somewhere back there. Um, 
but it was uh, the web-based software application that lets you literally it's it's literally as simple as picking a source and a destination you pick if this particular action happens in on this web application then post to this particular web application more or less and at, at first i wasn't real sure about it but i uh as of recently i thought it could be potentially something that would be useful for the podcast or the podcast network in general and sure enough it has been extremely helpful um for helping to auto post um these episodes uh when when a new one goes out i can just post it to multiple different social network platforms um so yeah give that a shot if if you haven't already uh i i currently post you know whenever i think it checks the rss feed and if there's a new one gets posted on there, then it will post out to, I think, you know, three different Facebook accounts and three different uh, Twitter accounts, something along those lines. So um, not that I want to be spamming or anything like that. It's just <laughs> I'm going to be doing it anyway, and it's just faster this way. So I like it a lot. And along with that, one of the other things that I tried with it was a um, I like to know when it's going to snow the next day, and I don't always check the weather. So I, I also set it to tell me uh, if there is snow in the forecast for the next day to uh, text me. Actually sends me an SMS. And by the way, uh, Tony, not yep. to uh, not to spring this on you if you haven't heard already, but I did get one uh, today <laughs> that says, oh, crap. well, what it says is <laughs> rain, rain slash snow slash wind tomorrow. <laughs> Oh wow! Do you know? Sounds like any, a complete disaster. Any accumulation? Uh, uh that's all it's told me so far. So that's I right. guessing hopefully it won't be too bad. Might be. I should might, do that too. I might start that if I remember next winter. Might make for some icy conditions, but hopefully won't last too long. I'm, I'm thinking it, it is. I think it is officially spring now, right? It is officially spring. Yes. Yeah. So. Go away. Go away, Snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely said. <laughs> All right. So what we're what the XP Boost section today is uh is web browsers, which is some people might not consider this to be that exciting of a technology, but it is something that's out there and something that each one of us likely uses. That's right. And I have uh, you know, just want to talk about the big the big five, I guess, <laughs> is really what this is. Uh, let's start it. Start her off with Google Chrome, which I think most people I know use at this point, which is great. Um, so much better than the days of IE six. Oh yes. So that's that's based off the WebKit uh, engine or KHTML, I think is another name for that. But it uh, that's the I guess it's a code name more or less. I think it went by. Uh, but it is also the, the, the WebKit engine that Apple uh, sort of ironically developed an open source uh, web browser engine. And uh, so that's both Chrome and Safari. And there's a few others that I hadn't really heard of. But again, just talking about kind of the big players here. Nice thing about Chrome, it's available on Windows, Mac, Linux, Android, and iOS, all those. So that's cool. You can get it pretty much any any platform that you're on. 
one thing that I really, I kind of judge a browser based on whether or not it has pinned, whether or not you can pin tabs. And if you're not familiar with that, that just means it kind of separates them. It uh, it makes them the, the first tabs that are on your page and it, and it shrinks them down. So they're just kind of, uh, it's really meant for your most common tasks that you use in your web browser. Do you use pin tabs, Tony? I don't. Okay. It's really great for work in that sense because then I can put, you know, email, calendar, uh, those types of things, uh, you know, task, uh, project management, that kind of, those I would, particular. too, if I used um, Google for my email and calendar. Right. I'm sure I would, yeah. Yep, so it's great for that, and Chrome does offer those pin tabs. Mm-hmm. It also offers an inspector, which is another big thing I, I try to use. Being a web designer slash um, developer, that's real important to be able to inspect elements on a web page and, you know, be able to see their, their CSS styles and, um, you know, the, the HTML itself. And then being able to tweak those things on the fly is pretty important. I consider this one, uh, it's just kind of my own scale of speed I'm using here, but I would consider it a medium paced, uh, as far as the speed of the the web inspector. And the types of things you're going to see in there are elements, network, sources, timeline, profiles, resources, audits, and a console. console. Um, if those mean anything to anyone, <laughs> you can you can look at all those types of options in there. Another thing I like about it is that there is an option to use the inspector as a sidebar um, rather than just at the bottom. Most inspectors start off just at the bottom of the page, but you can also put that on the, the right column also. Mm. So that's nice. Um one of the unfortunate things I've heard about Chrome is that it uses um, takes up a separate resource for every tab you have open, which is exactly the reason that I don't use Chrome when I'm uh, doing podcasting. Unfortunately, used to do that, and I'd get you know recordings would stop partway through. And I think if you go back to some of our earlier episodes, you will hear that <laughs> happening. Doesn't really typically happen when I'm running Safari. And right now I actually don't have any web browsers open because I'm looking at my show notes on my iPad because it's sometimes my uh, MacBook likes to be slow, which is great. Just Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and then I freak out and Tony sent, texts me videos of me freaking out. <laughs> Pretty nice. I should put it up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had my volume off maybe at that point. Anyway, yeah. uh it is uh, 64-bit. I don't actually have uh, any of the other browsers. I'm not really sure if any of the other browsers do run uh, at 64-bit, but uh, anyone that can hear that, that's Tony's dog. <laughs> Just going to call her out. She likes to make the noise. <laughs> she sure does, and the mess. She just tore up a drawing. Oh, no. <laughs> that Metal Gear one. Oh, no. Just now? Are you stopping her? <laughs> I should. It's pretty much destroyed. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, well. Okay, well, sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chrome has pretty much been dominating the uh, web browser market for a while now, and for good reason. It was it was a, a monumental step in the right direction for um, web standards, I think. And it was just kind of a super simple and, you know, streamlined web browser in a time where IE6 was really kind of still uh, still had the market. So I really appreciate it for that reason. 
However, <laughs> as of lately, and I, I wish I was I were I wish I could say I was still using Chrome primarily, but because of a few things like those being kind of a resource hog and um, certain little things like at work when it um, there's a there's a really strange bug, and I think it involves um, having uh, type certain type client applications, and it, it brings this uh, this this bug which which brings in these strange characters these glyph characters and it just oh. replaces certain fonts and so you can't read anything and and sometimes it works when you re- when you close out of the tab and reopen it and sometimes it doesn't so it's just really a big nuisance and mm-hmm. it's really because of those two couple of things and and at the same time I was using this browser for so long it was my primary my browser of choice for so long and I still use it um occasionally but I'm still going to give it four out of five stars for that reason. So then, yeah, I mean, if you're not using Chrome, most vast majority of people should be using, can be using Chrome. So I, I definitely recommend it. Uh, let's move on to, and and by the way, that was, uh, that was Chrome. Oh, shoot. I didn't put the version. What version are we at for Chrome? Is it 41? I think it's 41. I'm going to say 41. Uh, <laughs> Tony's going to look that up. 41.0.2272.101. Yeah, which is crazy. Obviously, Chrome updates their browser pretty frequently, mm-hmm. which is great. And then we have Internet Microsoft Internet Explorer 11, or Trident is the Trident slash uh, engine name on that one. And this is Microsoft-only browser at this point. There was a version of Internet Explorer, or IE for short, at uh, at one point on um, on OS ten or whichever version of Mac OS uh, that was at the time, and it just kind of no one used it, just kind of failed quickly. But that was probably around the time of IE six, or maybe even before that. So quite a while ago, I uh, I do not really use this browser. I was trying it a bit before this, and I couldn't find an option for pinning tabs, which is really unfortunate. And I kind of ex- I almost kind of expected it at this point with um with, with it being version eleven of the browser. But uh, unless I'm missing it and I'm just not seeing how to do it, I saw something in there for grouped tabs, and but I couldn't figure out for the life of me what what it's for, or how you do it because if you right-click on a tab, there's something that says ungroup tab, uh, ungroup this tab or something like that. And I don't, I didn't see an option for actually grouping them in the first place, so <laughs> no <laughs> idea how that works. But uh, if anyone if anyone is familiar with that, please write us in and let us know. That's techiespodcast at gmail.com. And <laughs> please explain that to me because I, I, I couldn't figure it out. There is an ex- inspector. I think all all the web browsers I'm talking about ha- have a uh, web inspector built in, which is great. This one I found to be somewhat slow, however, um, but uh, still fairly fast. I mean, I'm running on a system that's pretty speedy still, so um, whereas my Mac's actually not as fast, so kind of have to take that into consideration. I, I've always kind of found Microsoft's inspector to be uh, on the slower end, though. Some of the options in there we have is the DOM Explorer, Console Debugger, Network, UI Responsiveness, profile, Profiler, Memory, and Emulation Mode, which they've been doing the last few versions of IE, which I like. This one um, has all kinds of versions. So, so the emulation it allows you to emulate you know, previous versions of Internet Explorer. 
such as 10, 9, 8, 7, and 5. For some reason, they skipped 6, and I probably for good reason, because it's pretty much one of the worst web browsers ever created. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with that. Just saying, it doesn't have it on there. And the latest one they're using is what they're calling Edge. And I think, I want to say that that has to do with how they're doing, how they're being more web standards compliant going forward, which is awesome. I'm so happy that Microsoft's finally doing this. And uh, um may have to do with that. It may have to do with being, I, I think I've heard it's, it is now what's considered to be a uh, rapid release browser. Um, unless I'm mistaken on that, because I, it could be that they're still working off of Windows updates and, and maybe that's not the case. However, so, most modern day browsers are considered to be rapid release, which allows you to essentially automatically update without, you know, downloading a whole different version like like IE always was in the past, you know, where you had to manually go and update from six to seven and seven to eight and eight to nine and yada yada. It was really annoying. But, you know, obviously Chrome, auto updates, Firefox, all these do that. Except I I don't think Safari does. Uh which is unfortunate. But I think most web browsers are, are headed in that direction, which is great. I uh, I could not find... Oh, I, sh- I should say, um, you know, i.e., if you haven't heard already, I think we may have mentioned... Did we mention on... If we did on here, but Internet Explorer it will be going away sooner or later. Uh, with, with Windows 10, they're doing this... Uh, uh, t- not Trojan. Uh, <laughs> what's Spartan. it called? Spartan, uh, I think, is the code name for this browser. And then for all we know, we may end up uh, go keeping that name anyway. And I think maybe another Halo reference. Not 100% sure on that, but if I had to guess kind of like the uh, Cortana thing, maybe that's what they're going for there. Anyway, that's what their next-gen browser. And for good reason, I think they ditching the Internet Explorer name. They just had so much bad history behind it. I think it's about time that they do that. I wonder if it's going to go on all platforms now because I feel Microsoft's oh, making a push to do that. That could be. They're they're making some good moves lately, and yeah. I think, um, yeah. yeah. So it's it's not to say that it, supposedly Internet Explorer will be will actually be sticking around, and this is the Spartan thing is actually just a a new, uh, totally separate browser, but that eventually they will discontinue it. It's just not happening immediately. Yeah. So uh, I couldn't find, you know, I I tried looking for it. Unless I'm mistaken here, I did not see extensions like most other browsers have. You know, they, the plugins or add-ons, you, you see them called different things, but mm-hmm. didn't see those in there, which kind of makes sense for a browser, you know, like Microsoft's browsers or Apple's browsers. Apple's browsers does have extensions. So I'm not, maybe I just missed it in there. Uh, unless, Tony, can you speak to that at all? Have you used, you're not a big IE user, right? I am not a big IE user. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, at any rate, so maybe there. Once again, write us in if you can tell me where, that you found it in there somewhere. I was having trouble, but I don't ever really remember IE having extensions, so it's very possible that it doesn't. And uh, for a couple of those reasons, uh, I'm giving it three out of five stars. You know, good effort, guys. Uh, good to see that you're finally in the the web standards. Uh, they're trying to follow web standards, and I appreciate that. Um, so you know. Best of luck to you in the f- in the future, <laughs> and with Spartan hmm. and everything. So let's move on to Mozilla Firefox 36. I think 36 was the last version I saw, unless it's been updated since I last wrote that, but it's right around there. 
the that is based on the gecko i guess that is the engine behind that one and does have pin tabs so it's a plus good job and also i, I believe uh firefox also uses kind of like what i mentioned with with ie with the grouped tabs but I, again i don't really know how that works i've never really done it I, I can only assume it has to do with you know having different separate groupings of, of your tabs clearly how else to really describe that i don't know which sounds great i've just never been able to figure it out <laughs> so please let us know don't mean to sound like i don't know what i'm talking about i just don't use group tabs <laughs> haven't ever had a reason to do that yeah uh, there are add-ons in firefox which are the equivalent of of uh, extensions on other browsers so that's great and if you're not familiar with those they are things like a big one that people used to use was called and and still do use is, is Firebug, which is a uh, is is just a third party web inspector being able to look at different components on the web page and analyze them and things like that. There's another one I've used at work called Awesome Screenshot, which allows you to take a a, a full vertical huge image of a web page, you know things like that, which can be really helpful for reviewing a web page. Uh, or, you know, converting it to a PDF, that kind of thing. And there's just there's just all kinds of them out there. I you know I can. Is that so you forever. don't have to scroll? Then it takes a picture of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. With scrolling what... in mind, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, yeah, that particular one. And you know, like I said, there, there's all kinds of them. I I could I could come up with a more full list. I, I unfortunately I, I actually don't use a whole lot of extensions. Oh well, you know, here's another one. One password. You know, there there's an extension for that as well that allows you to. Uh, Oh yes, I use that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, there I don't is... use many extensions. I'm trying to think. I yeah, think I do. It is more of a more of a helpful helpful thing for web developers, I would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, just another one just came to mind, like the YouTube downloader. If you want to download YouTube videos to your hard drive, that is also uh, probably I don't know how legal it is, but it's <laughs> it is out there as an option. There is. Firefox also does have an inspector in there. And I actually found this one to be one of the faster ones. I So I'm calling it very fast, which is, uh, I, I like that a lot about it. There's also a responsive design mode in there, which uh, I don't think, uh, some of the inspectors may have some options for that. This one's kind of front and center. Then also has the console debugger, style editor, performance, and network options in there as well. And one of the things that I found to be, easily the most unique of any other web inspector out there is their optional 3d view that you can enable which is not honestly it's not very useful but it is really cool (laughs) because it allows you to look at your your some of the the html elements of your web page in um in a, a literally a view a 3d view that you can spin around and see the different layers as it would be um in, in, in a, uh, a theoretical 3D uh, map of your website. So it's kind of a neat thing. And uh, so I'll give that one four out of five stars, which I think I've done with most of these because they're just not all 100% there. There are some things about Firefox that I find don't render the same as uh, some of the more popular browsers on a certain platform. That and some things didn't really function. Like, just just... Some little things, for instance, when I'm in Gmail and I'm going to chat someone, I notice that um, when I start typing in a name and then I 
what I would normally do in something like Safari or Chrome, I'd hit enter and it would uh, it would bring up the chat window for that person. But then um, with Firefox, for whatever reason, it's it's wherever your cursor is pointed at and then you hit enter. It's just a slightly different uh, variation that I, I didn't. I'm getting really picky there, I guess. But <laughs> but just those little tiny okay. things is, is why I'm giving that one uh, four out of five also. Um, that along with it's not, you know, it's not, uh, as popular as it once was, which maybe I shouldn't be, uh, so harsh on it for, for that particular reason. Um, but you know, it's good. It's good browser still, still up there. Uh, so you guys keep doing what you're doing also. And then Apple Safari eight, which is also, as I mentioned, is also a WebKit or KHTML based browser. That's, uh, Apple's own uh, open source browser that they developed. So uh, that is only uh, is Apple only at this point. You know, if you want to count, it, it isn't quite the same, but it is uh, the it is titled Safari, uh, the web browser on the iPhone or iOS. It's technically Safari, but um, I am kind of just more or less referring to the uh, desktop versions of the browsers here. Um, yeah, there was, I want to say Safari 5 was the last version you could get on Windows, and then they discontinued it at, at 6, I think it was, around that point. It's, uh, so the latest version, in version 8, I like the look of it. Um, it's kind of neat, it's simple, it's, uh, it's, you know, their address bar is centered on the page, and it's got that semi-transparency with Yosemite, which is cool. However, you yeah. still can't pin tabs, which is really annoying, and it's one of the, one of my b- absolute biggest gripes with Safari, one of my really kind of one of my only gripes, um, but it is a big one. Having those pin tabs is really important, and it, maybe it doesn't allow for the same uh, symmetry that Apple's used to, and they maybe they don't consider that as pretty or something. I don't know, but it's pretty important to me. And, and sometimes I think Apple just gets so involved in having having things look neat and. And, and animated and like those tabs they they're animated for no real apparent reason i think it just unnecessarily slows the browser down at times they're uh and i think again uh i i think the the difference between this and something like chrome is is as far as i'm aware there are not separate processes for every individual tab like there is with chrome which is part of the reason why it runs better on my uh on my mac there is an inspector, web inspector, like most of these, which I find to be fairly fast. Fairly, uh, I, I think it's slightly faster than Chrome's. Man, that could be, could be kind of the equivalent of, uh, you know, how IE runs closer to the uh, to the OS, and maybe that's part of the reason is because Safari, um, you know, is 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 Apple's own software and it's kind of built into the the OS. Maybe it can run faster for that reason. Although it doesn't really explain why I the inspector tends to be slower in internet explorer but um that's just kind of my own theory there there are uh, options for resources timelines debuggers console layers styles node and res- uh, separate resource tab on there as well i know i'm just kind of rattling these off because um i personally don't use a lot of those options i use the inspector a lot and looking at the html and the css and i i kind of leave it at that there are some good options in there for uh, looking at, you know, the loading time and the, and the certain individual resources on the page. So that that is one of the other uh, useful things for an inspector if, if you're really concerned about load time of your web page. There's also a uh, sidebar, op- sidebar option, which, again, I really like that. 
like being able to switch between the bottom and the, the right sidebar uh, for your inspector on there as well. Safari does have extensions, so that's cool. And um, the, one of the other problems I have with this browser is that you can't, as far as I can tell, you can't at least easily download to a specific folder, which seems like such a stupid little thing. Wow, but that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, as far as I've been using Safari, I've only been able to download to the downloads directory. Yeah, which is annoying because more often than not, I do want it in a specific folder. So why they wouldn't just have that as an option is beyond me. And again, for those couple of things, I'm giving this one four out of five stars because overall, pretty speedy browser does uh does most of what i needed to do um with the exception of the the pin tabs and the uh being able to download to a specific folder it doesn't have the the weird strange character glyph issue that chrome does occasionally and it doesn't uh hog as many resources so right as far as i as far as i'm concerned it has pretty much equal pros and cons that uh that chrome has and last but not least, I want to talk about Opera, the browser that no one uses. <laughs> I'm sure some people still use it out there, uh, clearly, or they wouldn't still be making it. But right. uh, it is available on the most platforms that I've seen, which is Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, and Windows Phone. Some of those are uh, Opera Mini, actually, would be the mobile versions of those. There are pin tabs. Uh, there is an inspector, which, <laughs> incidentally, literally appears to have been cloned from Chrome's. It is identical to Chrome's as far as I can see, uh, which I didn't realize. So I, they must just be sharing code there or something. Um, I consider it to be, since, since it does appear to be identical, it's also uh, mediumly paced uh, speed-wise and has the same options, the elements, network, sources, timelines, profiles, resources, audits, and console on there. And there is a sidebar option for that as well. Um, you know, same as Chrome. There are extensions. There are also themes, which I think I forgot to mention. Uh, Chrome is the other browser I'm aware of that uses themes as well, I, I believe. Um, which, you know, you can take that for what it's worth. I, I personally don't care about themes, really. <laughs> I think I had at one point, but it's not really something I give two craps about anymore. Uh, <laughs> as I mentioned, Opera is not widely used. It is, uh, of these five, it is easily the lowest on the list um, as far as overall uh, usage. But not to say it's not a good browser. Seems to seems to do what it needs to do. Uh, seems fairly speedy. But uh, I'm going <laughs> to, at the same time, I think I'm going to put it up there. Uh, ah, you know what? I don't use it enough. I put three out of five stars. I'm wondering if I should change this. What would I mean? What do you think, Tony? Do Do you have any personal? I I think it renders. Opera? Oh, yeah. I think it Are renders web. A, or go on. I think it renders web pages slightly differently sometimes. You know, what? I might I might just go ahead and change this though to four out of five, just because. I don't know. I you can't really judge something too harshly just because it's not used by a lot of people, right? <laughs> Let's just you say it's try. four out of five. Sure, sure. <laughs> so having said that. As you can see here, ordinarily I would maybe have an obvious choice between all these, but since I have so many that are four out of five, it does actually make it difficult for me at times to even decide. What I know is I don't want to use Internet Explorer <laughs> still. <laughs> I know that much. And maybe that's part of the reason I don't want to use uh, Opera as much. I think, you know, as I mentioned, because it, 
I think it's not going to render things quite the same as some of the bigger players like Chrome. But um, it is pretty much up in the air between Chrome and Safari for me right now. I do switch off between them a fair amount. So, uh, yeah, there you go. If if I'm on a PC, if I'm on Windows, I, I sure certainly will be using Chrome. That's without a doubt. Um, so I guess that's about it. I'm about both. Although if I'm on a Mac sometimes, Safari will be like, all right, I'm in Safari. I don't yeah. know. But um, I used to a while ago. Um, I would um, – this is before I think mo- most of the browsers took over and, and only web pages I knew would work with Internet Explorer. And I'm thinking like 10, maybe nine or eight years ago where it's like, all right, what do you want? You want you to be your default? And I would always say Internet Explorer. I'd never use it, but just for those simple – or those certain times where – you know, if I wanted a web page to work and it wasn't going to work on Google Chrome or um, even Safari, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to use Internet Explorer if I'm on a PC, that is. Um, but now it's always Chrome. So that's yeah. that's that's pretty much my experience. And I remember even before that, like, oh, I don't want to use Internet Explorer. It sucks. And then everybody would download Firefox. And this is when I was going to school. And, like, Firefox was the one to have. And then they kind of got a little too bloaty for me with all their other fun stuff. And then, you know, their their footprint got huge. Mm-hmm. And um, then I just – then Chrome came out and it's pretty much been – that's at least my experience. It's been it ever since. Mm-hmm. I guess Chrome has a uh, OS named after it now. Um, yeah. I think Firefox did something like that at one point too or they were, had plans to do something. Firefox like OS? Yeah, maybe. I don't know about an OS. It was more of a – I think it was some JavaScript-based – something where you could develop your own like JavaScript-based applications. But that sounds – that kind of just sounds like extensions, so yeah, I'm not too sure on that. But I think that's about it for uh, web browsers, so I don't know if any of that was terribly helpful to anyone, but hopefully <laughs> hopefully it's uh, somewhat. And just Well, I have a question, because yeah. I'm not that big into it, but um, I, I had a job before where I had um, a lot of people using different versions of Internet Explorer 6, 7, and 8 at the time, mm-hmm. and I think someone wanted to know if there was a way on a Windows machine without using VMware if you could install all of those versions, and now There's, I think 6 is out, but maybe yeah. 8, 9, and 10, or some, is there a way? And there are some so- options. Um, there is, I'm trying to think of the name of it, so as I mentioned with the late, the more recent versions of Internet Explorer, you can use at least the emulator in the inspector to switch between their, you know, how the, how it thinks those browsers would be rendered. And I think it does a pretty okay. decent job. So that's, to me, that's personally, that's good enough. However, okay. there are things out there. Uh, I can't think of what it called. Uh, something tester, IE tester, I think is something that is a free uh, uh, v- uh, virtual box of some sort that uh, does allow you to, Look, uh, use different versions of IE, I believe. Um, and there was some licensing thing there where it had to be reinstalled every six months or something like that, which is maybe not an ideal solution. So, um, again, I personally just like to use the emulator mode. And uh, because, frankly, IE7 at this point, or even, no, IE8 is at like 2% of world market share, I think. So it's I 9 and higher, I say, <laughs> 
depends. Sure. You know, there's all these websites out there that talk about, uh, you know, there's there's ones out there like uh, i6countdown.com, which was a Microsoft a website Microsoft put out, which is they were counting down until the death of IE6. And then there was another one called IE6 Funeral that <laughs> literally they celebrated the, the passing of IE6. And that was in like March of, I don't know, four years ago or something, five years ago. You can't ago, let go of IE6. Yep. And then there's what, even what one that... Is it? There's even one that somebody at work just showed me that's uh, an IE8, like IE8 breakup or something. Where it's a really well designed website, and it, it it talks about how it's been six years. It's time to break up. Like, it's, is it China? Or? I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that IE8 um has is six years old already, and it, it because it's wow. not like the difference between eight and nine is night and day. I think I think nine is that much more standards compliant. So I think. Uh, I agree, though. I think that's a, a, a great... Uh, I, I think we need to move on <laughs> and just uh, get... Yes. Browsers need to render as close uh, to each other as possible. I think, and, and it has. It's come such a long way since the days of IE6, and um, it's made things that much easier on web developers. So mm-hmm. I think uh, we're, we're going in the right direction with all this. So that's great. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so... Anything else you want to add, Tony? Um, I think that's about it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to briefly mention we don't. Uh, we we hopefully we can get some call-ins in the near future. Would be we would love to hear from you. Uh, we can be found at niceguynetwork.com/techease. Uh, leave us a rating on iTunes if you can. There's a nice iTunes link there on our web page. We are on Stitcher, Elf Geek Radio, and uh, if it weren't if it were our normal recording schedule, we would be on at uh, on Sundays at 6, 7 central on channel 2 on Alpha Geek Radio. You can find us, you can email us at techiespodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook slash techiespodcast and on Twitter at techiespodcast. You can check out some other shows we have going on at niceguynetwork.com. And uh, that's a show. Yeah. I think that's stuff. That'll about do it, Tony. Any closing words, sir? I hope Sammy wasn't too loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's My fine. Dog. We like we like the pets. The Hopefully pets. your pets drawing is it's pretty much done, huh? <laughs> oh well. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Love you guys so very much. You're all lovely like Tony. And until next time, Tecker Easy. Oh, he said it. <laughs> You said it. <laughs> Please hang up and try again.